Hi everyone, welcome to the Puppet Podcast. Yay! Today we are at episode 26 and I have someone from Baltimore. His name is Danny Joe Labrec and let me introduce him in the screen. Ta-da! <laughs> hello, hello everyone. Hey, Danny, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's really nice in here. Look at all your look at all your artwork over there. Yeah, you too. Oh, you have you. a lot of stuff around. That's good. Yes, yes we're both in our studios, I think. <laughs> yeah, we understand each other in this environment of creativity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Danny, could you introduce, like I, I read a lot, if people go on your website, they could discover you, but could you introduce yourself to the crew of Puppet Podcast? Yeah. I'd be honored to. Uh, my name is Danny Joe Lebrecht, and uh, like you said, I'm, I'm from Baltimore, uh, originally New Hampshire, and uh, I, I grew up with uh, all of the, the live action kids show hosts that many of you did, folks like Mr. Rogers and Captain Kangaroo and LeVar Burton, and, and, uh, and as I got older and I got into early childhood development, I've been studying early childhood development for about 20 years, uh, I became interested in, in screens and how we use modern day screens with young children. And I found it kind of concerning that we, um, we don't really have a whole lot of real human beings anymore talking with young children about social emotional topics mm -hmm. that, that relate to present day. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't understand why for the longest time. Uh, and, and, and I started investigating that and doing more research and going back in um, kids show uh, television history and becoming a bit of a historian there and looking at shows like Howdy Doody and Kukla Fran and Ollie and um, uh -huh. Children's Corner and, and just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of live action shows. And I said to myself, what if, what if a show like that traveled to present day to address um, the, the issues that modern day kids deal with and, yeah. and do it in that style, that that retro style. What would that look like? And and I really dove into that. And and uh, that's what I've been doing for um, for uh, quite a few years now. Um, I work in the classroom with students um, as a early childhood uh, development specialist um, using puppetry. And I also use the passive screen and interactive screen to um, to carry that that learning um, through through many many platforms. Yes, and that's what is amazing about to bring puppetry towards many platforms is it's awesome. It's a great 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 purpose. It's awesome. Thank you. And I, well, you know what I love. Uh, uh, you know, it's been a hard time for for everybody in our world, all of our fellow human beings. Yeah. Um, as, as we're taking care of each other, we're taking care of ourselves, but we're really thinking about the other and, and, and how, you know, how we can take care of them with our own actions. And, and we were talking about it before we started the broadcast. This is, this feels like a renaissance to me. This feels like a time for science and arts coming together and, and us just having this extra time at home. If we're privileged enough to be able to focus on the creative stuff, you know, beyond basic survival stuff. Yeah. If we're privileged enough to have that, we need to remember that that, that is a privilege that we have yes. that extra time. Um, 
it feels like to me what I imagined early 1950s, late 1940s, when television was first coming out and folks were like, how are we gonna use this thing? Uh It feels like that to me today. Like finally I'm seeing so many real human beings on the screen connecting authentically, being very genuine through the screen. Not just putting up a cartoon, not just trying to sell something, but yes. truly looking through that screen and saying, I've got something to say and you're not alone. And, uh-huh. and how are we going to connect? Like that's finally happening. Uh, not just in, in children's programming and, and yeah. puppetry, but everything, every age group, every developmental stage. So it's right. a very exciting time, I think. Yes. So I will jump into my question with that because oh, sure. we, we, we talk about puppets in the, the podcast because we have this in common. So yes. the first question is why the art of puppetry is an art that you cherish? Mm. Yeah, I. so I, I've been thinking about that question because I know that's a question you always ask. Yeah. And there, there's two parts of it for me. Okay. The first part was from when I was a child and and uh, I there was a prolonged period in my in my childhood where I really needed some extra extra adult guidance. I had wonderful um, parents, but there were there were some heavy things happening in our lives, okay. and they needed a little backup. So television, uh, like a lot of kids from the late seventies and eighties, became a bit of a, a babysitter, a bit of a helper. Mm-hmm. And and thankfully, they um, one of the shows that were offered. You know, speaking of Captain Kangaroo and Reading Rainbow, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was my number one. I was I loved that show so much. Um, and there was a character that many people are very very familiar with, Daniel Tiger. And uh, Betty Aberlin, I, I apologize for that beep. Betty Aberlin um, used to have these really genuine connections with Daniel, talking with Daniel Tiger. And when she spoke to Daniel, I heard Daniel, me. So <laughs> when she had these heart to hearts, I felt like she was definitely talking to me and giving me that affirmation that I that I needed at that time. Uh-huh. So that was the first deep oh, this is powerful, you know? Yeah. Not really understanding that type of communication, but but that that digs in deep into the, the <laughs> mind and lasts. Um, so as an adult, and when I got into early childhood development and I started using very simple puppetry, like I'm, I'm I don't really consider myself a puppeteer at, at your level and, and the level of many of the, the guests that you have on, all of the guests that you have on your show. I'm I'm figuring it out, um, but but I remember the first time I brought up a very simple puppet in the classroom, and the the child that I was talking to stopped talking to me and started to talk to the puppet in a way that they would never talk to me. Um, I was able to build a strong connection as a, as an educator, but there was something about this abstract, simple um, character that the kids could project themselves onto. They, there was a level of trust there. And I realized in that moment that it was actually a communication tool. It was this yeah. objective, safe way for the child to, to dream, to let me know what was happening in their subconscious. Mm-hmm. And if I really, really listened, I could, I could guide and I could support and not tell the kid what to think or what the strategies mm-hmm. are. This is what you need to do to, to get through life, you know, like, but this is how you can manage. This is how you can process. 
but uh-huh. not saying it, not saying it like an adult though, saying it like whatever that that puppet character um, was. Yeah. So that, that's when I was like, oh, okay, well, puppetry, like, <laughs> like, like play in general, like the language of play in general is in- uh-huh. incredibly powerful. And it's a huge responsibility for, for puppeteers and, and educators and anyone else that uses that, that form of communication. Totally. That's an amazing tools. And I can, you can share this, this experience that you get. And, and could you tell us, like, I think you tell about a f- your crush, like the moment when the crush happened, you, you tell us already, but you have something you want to add about the, the crush of, with the puppet? Oh, oh, with the actual, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I, I know you usually say puppets for the end, but can I bring one out? To, oh, yeah, to yeah. Illustrate? Is that okay? You can, you can. it's a free show. So my first, my first puppet was my teddy bear when I was a child, and I, I would, I would. Here's, here's Teddy, oh. and I, I would talk to Teddy just like this, moving my hand. Um, and as a baby, even I had, I've this, this little fella has been with me since I was an infant. And when I was a baby, and I didn't have the words to say how I was feeling, I would, I would chew on his nose. See how his nose is all twisted up there yeah. like that? That's because I was teething on it. And my parents saw me crying and crying and chewing on this thing. And even though I didn't have the words to say how I was feeling, they could look at my play and realize what's going on uh-huh. inside. And they were able to help me that way. So, so even then, um, puppetry was a way for me to communicate beyond words. Yeah. As, as an adult, as a 43-year-old man, especially nowadays, I often don't have the words. Like I often don't know what what to say. But with art, with visual art and, and performance art, and with puppetry, I, later on I turned him into an actual uh-huh. puppet. A wonderful, simple way to make up a puppet for anyone watching who who doesn't feel like a professional puppeteer. Just take one of your old stuffed animals, make a little <laughs> slit, slit, and slide your hand in, and you've instantly got a puppet. But yeah. when I when I go into classrooms, I just slowly pull out the puppets and say, "How do you think Teddy's feeling today? Or how do you think Sock is feeling today? Or how do you think the paper bag is feeling?" And then I'm just quiet and I wait and I listen, and I wait. And then Teddy matches the movement of what the child's doing. And if the child says, "Oh, Teddy's sad," then Teddy starts acting sad. And and over time, we just explore how wow. the child's feeling. Yeah, it's very. Cool, and then and then all of those those experiences that we explore over the course of many, 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 many weeks and months, those become stories that we incorporate into um, treehouse episodes, because um, those sort of experiences are are, are universal, um, yeah, and, and and they can really help others too. Yeah, so I'm not sure if that answers That's the crush. That's a wonderful but, answer. But this is, yeah, this is. I have a crush for this bear. It's so pretty. Oh, he's, he's the best. And and like for sure, this the other question always uh, addressed for puppeteer. But for you, in your opinion, what would be the best field of study to become a puppeteer or to become like what you do as a an educator with puppetry. Yeah. What do you think about the, the the training that you must get? Right. Um, it, it, I've I've been learning that there are so many different ways to come to this this 
this style of art, this art form, the style of communication. Yeah. Um, for for me, I I know that um, behavioral science and communication was really key. Having a, a deep and I'm always learning. Like I I I, I sing a song that that goes practice makes better, not perfect, but better. Um, I think there's always room to grow. Uh huh. Um, so I'm. I'm I'm always learning how to become a better communicator and truly a better listener, and and uh, I think if you're if you have those skills, um, when you're in the moment, and this is very specific to working with with kids, because um, I know puppetry isn't just for young children. I know it's for everybody, for adults too. Um, yeah. But um, I, I I think that there's there's a need to be in in the moment and to know that it's okay to wait and pause and think before you answer and sometimes when you're doing that with an a, another adult like like you just asked a, a very meaningful question and and I'm filling in the space you know to try to get to the best answer right now <laughs> yeah but if i if i had my puppet with me i could i could I could redirect to the puppet and allow myself the time to think and then yeah. get to that moment and then and then work with this other being and again as a communication tool. So I I I to answer your question I think have, having some sort of understanding of your yourself and how you want to relate to other people um be, beyond the stuff that we use just like what what is it that you want to say what is it that you want to hear and then mm -hmm. get get to whatever that essence is or know that you're working towards that and then start incorporating the details you know yeah. your subconscious your subconscious fills in what the thing is going to look like and what yeah. it's going to sound like and what it's going to say like that just starts to happen naturally but uh -huh. I, I think centering centering yourself I'm gonna yeah. go with that word. That's the short answer to your question. <laughs> finding your finding your center. Um, That's a good answer. That's so it? philo <laughs> it's philosophical at the same time. Puppeteer okay. have to find their center. That's that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And and you work with kids, so you must have your own definition about what is a puppet when someone asks you, do you have like some personal answer to that yeah i think i think a puppet is whatever you need it to be i think i think people like before i started making my own puppets i would use whatever i had you know lying around old socks or or pre-bought puppets and and i i used to come in with an idea this is what i'm going to teach this is and, and plan everything out and come in with my my routine, and that's great for for many types of performances. But when it's a give and take sort of situation, like in a classroom or or through an educational, social emotional program through through the screen, I think it's again really important to be able to listen, because um, young children and adults, we we naturally project our own experiences onto the puppet. So you know, I I can hold up a. Um, I've had this guy in my lap for for a bit. I can hold up this this king puppet and just <laughs> hold him there and say, "How do you think this king's feeling?" And before he starts speaking or saying anything, 
you're already projecting what you think this guy's gonna be like, right? Uh -huh. um, this is an example of me not being a good puppeteer, by the way. See how it's just kind of dead in my hand. <laughs> Some people bring them they're alive immediately. But but uh, but the first time I brought a king puppet up, I brought him up really slowly, and 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 I said, "How do you think this puppet's feeling?" And there's a long, long, long pause, and a lot of kids were giggling. Some kids were very serious, and this one little girl, this one little girl goes, "You're not the boss of me." Just just like that, you're not the boss of me. Oh, what's that about? What's that about? You know, so so I was like, oh well, this is going to be a bossy king. We're gonna let's speak to power. You know, let's explore that a little bit. Um, and and slowly his voice started to come like this. Hello, you. You're welcome. Good for me. Mm. The powerful king. Very powerful. You you got it. You may bow to your king. You. Uh, but the, but you know, and 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 it's funny because you know. That that can be silly and funny, um, yeah. but but as we start exploring this character, we found out that there, that this king, you know, this particular king, and this is based upon this child's experience, doesn't understand what what true power is. True power is you know coming from inside, from love, from feeling accepted. Uh -huh. And this king was like, oh, it's strength, big and strong and loud. So so we end up helping this guy along the way yeah. like he doesn't just become the bad guy we we look at the behavior instead yes. and and that all that all came out of um just just listening and then slowly developing these stories over time um and they're reflective of reality too you know there's a lot of authoritarian kings in our in our lives in real life yeah yeah that impact adults but that also impacts children and I'm not just talking about social political stuff. No, but um, but you know, at, at a local family level too. You know, <laughs> I'm the boss of you. I tell you what to do. You know, true. And it's okay for kids to say, "I'm the boss of me. I'm the boss of my own body and my own mind." And yeah. and there are adults that help to take care of you. But if you don't like something, it's okay to say, "I don't like that," or to show that you don't like that. Like that's a really important lesson. That's um, wonderful. I like that. I like how you, you care the message towards the puppet and how you get also the children give you the message of the subject, what it's became in their eyes and their mind. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, the, and that's the thing, like the majority of it comes, comes from the child. Yeah. And I, I, I can't help but let my own subconscious guide it a little bit too. Yeah. Um, but it is, again, it's this communication thing. And yeah. what I found out recently, um, uh, m going on a few months ago now, we were starting to do more live performances in theaters in Baltimore. And I was very concerned about who would show, who wouldn't show. And a lot of the audience that, that came out, they were kids in their 20s, like college kids. And it turned out that these college kids um, at, at Johns Hopkins randomly came across my, my show online and at first they were kind of laughing oh this is kind of funny and then they were like oh oh i like this like you know because wow. college kids are going through a lot of the same stuff that preschoolers are going through you know it's like independence yeah. independence but will somebody still take care of me you know yeah. like there's still that thing so i was really surprised to see that you know these it was like a cool thing for 20 somethings too <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah 
Yeah. That's so you amazing. never know when you put yeah. something out, you never know who it's going to really connect with, you know? Yeah. You have a, definitely a connection there. You have like Terence there, he said uh, that it's well said, Danny. Like, and we have oh. Colin and Edder who watch the show right now and they say, hi, everyone. So, hi. yay. And uh, I have like one of the, the last question is also, um, oh, I have two more. Let's do it. Okay. The, yeah, the do you think puppetry is an, an ascension or it's less popular in baltimore maybe you observe something different than in my country but do you feel the ascension or not i i don't think it's ever gone anywhere i think it's like it's always present um but i i, I think it's this thing that we kind of fall we fall back on um there's this thing in early childhood called regression when, uh -huh. when you're going through a big transition, when something new is happening, like you're starting a new school or, or um, you're, you're getting through potty training or, or you know, like some big milestone thing. Uh -huh. and, and as you're about to get over that, you kind of, you regress a little bit. You go back to younger behaviors because that's like a safe place to be at uh -huh. before you can move forward and grow to the next developmental level. Uh -huh. And I think puppetry <laughs> is like this safe place that we go back to as not only children, but as adults, like, you know, like there are so many examples of things that we grew up with and, and they become retro and we see them in media often and, and it makes us feel good. You know, it gives us a good memory of all the positive things from our childhood, even though our childhoods were very complex. Yeah. Um, but, but puppetry is like that thing that's part of everybody's childhood. And again, I think because it's what we project onto the puppets, it's ve it's very personal. Um, yeah. and, and so that's part of it. Like, I think it's always been there and I think it always has power. Uh, and then at a practical um, perspective, now that so many of us are using screens like this, um, you know, there, there are many artists that are still doing animations and, and really cool CGI stuff. Mm -hmm. But there, there is something about just making making something with your hands yeah. and holding it up and having this immediate, you know, connection and bringing somebody in. It's like it's like having a friend over to play when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, oh, come play with my stuff. You know, there's like that. Um, and I'm seeing. I happen to be. It, well, from my limited perspective here in Baltimore, but also in 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 in, in the U.S., I've, I'm noticing lots of those types of things coming back. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe just we're more aware of them now because the, the playing field seems to be leveling out a little bit. There seems to be a little less distraction. Yeah. Um, so all of these artists and creators that have always been here, but it's kind of hard to see them through all the, the busyness. Like they're all coming up um, mm. or, or coming into focus rather. Yeah. I sure do talk a lot. <laughs> I like sorry. that. That's that's the purpose. It's an interview, and you you are a really great guest. I want to finish on your purpose. Do you have like a a bigger like a big your biggest purpose as a puppeteer? Maybe for the future, something a goal that you want to accomplish in your career. You have something in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Sometimes but, people, uh, I'm, oh no, I, I, I'm, I'm bold, uh, but some. Oh, no, I didn't mean to um, laugh at your. It's a very important question. It's, or it's like when we were talking about centering, like that's part of yeah. centering. Like, what is yeah. your? And purpose can change. Purpose can evolve yeah. over time, right? Um, we're not just one thing. 
but so, so one of the reasons why I got really interested in using screens like this and going into classrooms and doing this type of communication is because um, when I first started um, teaching and, and before I got into early childhood development, my background was visual arts. I went to the Art Institute. Um, I, I was an actor, I did musical theater for a long time. Um, but I was I was pulled into teaching in part out of necessity, like needing to have some food and yeah. needed a job. Um, understand. But, right. But but when I went into it, um, that's when you know, there's been violence in schools on and off for a long time, but in in the the US there's been a real spike with um gun violence and mm. and it's sustained and it's become this weird normal that we you know like th th there are bursts of it that we see on national news but there are con there's consistent violence in larger cities like Baltimore and Chicago where I was at before and when I would go into the classrooms as a young teacher and I'd be playing pretend with puppets or with blocks or with whatever, I would see that young children would play out um, what was happening in their realities. Um, so if there was violence, if there was bang, 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 they were picking up the, a wooden block became a gun and, and, the, and the games that they were acting out were very specific. Like, mm. Like sometimes I think teachers and, and, and adults, parents, caregivers will see that type of play and will be like, ah, 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 no, we don't play that way. But I think there's a missed opportunity there. I think a, a kid playing pretend is, is like um, the opportunity for the adult to see into their dreams, into their subconscious. Uh. You know, and your dream when you when you're asleep at night, you're working through your reality of what happened during the day. You're just trying to process it, right? You're trying mm -hmm. to understand, make sense of it, yeah. and that's what kids do in play. We don't get to do that very often as adults, yeah. which is a shame. It's incredibly healthy. That's why we're so lucky to be artists and puppets because we still get to play and work yeah. out these big things, right? But I saw so much violence, so much gun violence that was impacting younger children, and and that's still the case today. And I, I really want to use this form to help them to process and, and work through, you know, things that we don't associate with, with childhood yeah. that absolutely impacts young children. And, and, and the more you listen, the more you really listen to the kids around you, um, it's, there's a lot going on in our world that's really scary. And, and, and it just, it feels like it just keeps coming and coming and coming, right? And I think my purpose, and I hope the purpose of so many other people listening to this, is we have to support each other, especially our youngest. Like we we have to support them and let them know that, yeah, scary bad things are gonna happen, but you are that power that I was talking about earlier, that that's inside you. And here's how to get to it. These are different ways to get to that so that you can you can rise above and have perspective and not get sucked into, you know the violence and the depression and yes. all of this stuff, you know? Um, and, and not for the goal of some utopian society. That's not what it is no. to be a human, you know? But to be able to work through things, you know, to process yeah. things in a healthy way so that you don't lose control, you don't hurt yourself and you don't hurt others. Um, that's, 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 I, I want to be one of those guides, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what my goal of purpose is.
That's wonderful. Wow. (laughs) I really like that. It's so much power and so much an honor to see someone who get like, who take the responsibility of bringing uh, this kind of level of communication and understanding of human being. It's amazing, really. There's a lot of us. There's and and, and we all have it. We just don't often yeah. talk talk about it, you know. Um, or if we do, we talk about it in such a negative way, you know, like we're we're being impacted by it. And and uh, and, and there's 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 this other thing in early childhood where you know it, you can imagine that the the action impacting your behavior. Like if it's yeah. constantly hitting you and you're like, ah, that must be the way to do it. I, I should, you know, it's going to, yeah. your response is going to reflect the first action. But yeah. if there's somebody there to say, oh no, 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 that, yeah, that thing is happening, but here's some, here's some tools, here's some ways to process it so that your reaction to that action can be a, a healthier one. Yes. Um, That's amazing. I like it. You want like to a, conclude with with a puppet, something you want, or you, I know you you have some stuff for the camera because you're yes, a visual yeah. artist and you know camera yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Well, I'm learning again. I'm learning along the way. <laughs> But um, so so when COVID 19 kicked in, we started doing these daily live streams. There's about mm-hmm. 31 of them now on our Dangerous Treehouse Facebook page, and every day we were doing a, an episode. And at the same time, we were homeschooling our kids and all the emotional toll stuff we got we got burnt out a bit so we stepped back from that for a little while and i've been coming up with some new materials some new puppets and thinking about ways to incorporate other characters into the treehouse show so as the host i don't play a part i'm just being danny joe and then i have the puppets that i talk with but um i like doing silly characters and and i like talking about past, present, and future. So uh, I've been making different costumes out of stuff in the house. There's, uh, this is Johnny Wetso, the Intergalactic Time-Space Alliance. And, and using a, um, just a little peanut, little peanut case here, you can make this really cool filter so that now we're in, we're in a spaceship, help cadets. Cadets, where are you? So we've been, we've, yeah, I've been playing with stuff like that. Um, And That's I've amazing. Got, I like it. I want to see that show. Oh, you hopefully you will. Yeah. yeah. And then I've got I've been working on well, this is a lot of stuff to put on. But I'm doing a caveman thing. Um where he's like a he's a cave he's a caveman with a cave chicken. <laughs> We have to also say cool. I think you have like new fan right there. Oh good, yeah, come on over. And then I'm making this uh a filter for the screen like this, see? And oh. then um, you, you mess with the lighting so that you don't see the reflection on the camera. But the, it's, a, it's a caveman artist. And the cave, caveman wants to get the chicken to fly in the sky, but it's not working. So he brainstorms with the kids and the kids help him draw different devices to help the chicken fly in the, <laughs> fly in the sky. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, so there's like, So, so like you you make the puppets, but also know that this screen is a puppet too. And you can manipulate what your borders of the screen look like. Like be creative with the stuff in your hands, but know that you've also got this whole thing that you can play with. And it doesn't have to be fancy computer generated stuff. It can just be the type of play that you've been doing for years, ever since you were a kid. You still know how to do it. Just, you know, work with yeah. what you've got, you know. 
Work with what you got. That's so great. I like it. Danny, thank you so much. Oh, I think you. you will have some follower on your show. So if people want Everybody's to join welcome. you, they say they just type down Danny Joe's Treehouse and they find. Yeah. You'll find us on Facebook and on Instagram. We've got a website, YouTube. And uh, like. Like I say, everybody's welcome at the treehouse. So yeah. So yeah, people put some arts on the screen. Don't comment. Thank you very much, everyone, to follow the Puppet Podcast. You can subscribe, share, and do what you know to do to get the, the stuff right. going. Spread, yes. the word. Spread the word. Spread the words, and we will have other magnificent puppeteer at the I, show. I can't wait. This is my favorite show. <laughs> Danny, that was a pleasure. I think I, I have a friend right there and we will be in yes, touch in the future because Please. we have to share those kind of experience with the screen that we experience every week. So that's, that's right. amazing. We're, we're, we're still making new friends. We're all stuck in our house, but we can make brand new friends. Yes. So let's keep in touch. So bye everyone and see you next, next, next. I'm, I have show almost uh, every two days now. So let's keep going. Right. Bye bye. See you later, alligator. Bye. See you.